Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the Buker and Friends podcast, co-starring 10-year NFL veteran and Super Bowl champion, Will Blackman. Bending from the end zone, he throws, and it's a first away, and it is picked off by Will Blackman, the former Giant. Tim Dwight watches it hit, bounces, picks it up at the 10, slips the defender, fumbles the football, hits up for grabs, it's covered in the end zone by Will Blackman for a Green Bay touchdown! And now, here is your host. Let's send it over to Rick Buecher. Rick Buecher. Welcome to a special episode of Buecher and Blackman, subsidiary of Buecher and Friends, part of the United Wecast Network. I'm Rick Buecher. You can see me on FS1. You can read me on Bleacher Report. You can follow me on Twitter at Rick Buecher. And on Instagram at Rick underscore Buker. He is Will Blackman. You can see him on Sky Sports if you have a way of seeing Sky Sports. You can follow him on Twitter at, <laughs> at Will Blackman, NFL vet, Super Bowl champ. And he comes to us live from London. And you were just telling me about that you've, you've been there for your first weekend, first weekend of games. And we are recording this. And I'm guessing this is about. 11 p.m. or so your time is that correct it's almost 12 it's it's almost 12 so it's almost midnight and yet based on the work schedule that you've had covering the nfl this is actually early (laughs) 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 this is actually early this is this is yeah it's it's interesting because so like i'll work sundays at the at sky sports and we'll cover the games that are on the, the noon game so the noon games for there is like shoot like night games for us right so and then i catch the um the patriot game came on at like one o'clock no no not patriot game yeah the patriot game came out like one o'clock or even yesterday the new orleans game came on do you know like, where you are right now <laughs> i have no idea where i am i am so delirious it's not even funny so then i, I go to sleep at like well, then the Raider game came on at like 3 a.m. I'm like, dude, how the heck do they do it out here? Yeah. How do they do it out there? What's the, what's the, what's they, ca- the- they have the NFL, they have game pass and they catch up on it. Okay. And so to that end, so how are you, give, give me your kind of, how are you working with this? What's your, what's your schedule? Do you, do you have crazy hours on the weekends for the games and then you go back to a normal schedule or no, how are you doing dumb. this? I work, I do a couple of times a week. I have like the, like today was, today Wednesday was like inside the huddle and 
like a cool podcast, but digital show. Okay. Yeah, Sunday is an eight-hour grind. We, it, we are literally covering like every game that goes on. All right. So with with that, um, what's the what's the biggest? I, I'm, I'm far more fascinated by you adapting to London and this crazy schedule, and the what the the fan base is is like over there. What your interaction is with with sports fans, how many football fans there are, whether you're kind of like working in this bubble that's, I don't know. I'm really, yeah, I'm it's, really a curious. Bubble. it's a bubble. No, it's a, it's a bubble. I haven't really been out there and meeting people because there haven't been any games over here yet. Hmm. Um, where I work at Sky Sports, the cool thing is like they, those guys know their knowledge, you know, they're not messing around, but I haven't really gotten around to meeting a ton of people. I actually went to the, uh, the NFL UK launch party that was at Tottenham Spurs new stadium, which is Ooh. ridiculous. Yeah. That thing was nice. I mean, God, I was ready to suit up and, and, and go and go play ball. It was nice. Cause they had, they had the lights all dim. They set the mood. Really? So, so compare it yeah. to compare it to the best football. What's the best football stadium in your mind? Like the, the, the one that just, you felt like you were playing sort of like the Madison square garden experience when it comes to basketball. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Dallas is nice. Dallas is nice. Cause it's huge. Um, Arizona is cool. Like there are some, there are some really nice stadiums, but man, this one here, Th- this was, this was better than and, any of those. Yeah. And plus, you know, well, if I see grass on yes. the field, when yes. I see grass, that just makes my day. It's not only grass and I'm sure that, you know they, they they do a great job of the upkeep and having good turf in football fields, but for soccer pitches, it's like a pool table. Like the grass is just perfect. It's manicured. You you just and and it needs to be because you want the ball to be true and you don't want you know don't want any discrepancies. But they really they they the art of the soccer pitch and having that grass just right with Bermuda grass or whatever it is really is, is impressive. All right. So we are past week one. We're not going to get into, I, I do. No, I, we're not. What? Yeah, we are. We have to, we, <laughs> we, we have to talk about it. We have to talk about AB on oh some level. Gosh. And, and we, and first of all, how are you feeling? Because you got into a bit of a Twitter jam, shall I say? I don't know how to, how to define it, but you, you put out there that you didn't think AB was going to play again after he was. I didn't was, think he would. Yeah, I didn't think. I which, did not think he would. I honestly did not think he would. Which, which is, is valid. Which is a fair. That's a fair take. I mean, I, there's, there's there's nothing wrong with thinking that you're going to get. Let me introduce you to something, Mike. Here's, here's no. Here's what skewed my. Here's what skewed my opinion. Yeah. So when that happened, I was like, "Damn, it's going to." I thought it was going to be tough. And then I actually had a couple of conversations with some GMs in the NFL, or not GMs, but more like guys in the personnel department, like higher up. And they were like, I don't see this guy play ever again. So I was like, damn, dude, you might be right. Right. You might be right. So so here's the thing. So you had an informed decision. You you made an informed speculation, let's say. Informed speculation. Yeah, I did. Yeah, that's fair. I, this reminds me, look, I had Kobe, Kobe tell me directly, not for attribution, but off the record. I'm not playing for the Lakers again. When he was in the, when he wanted to be traded to the Bulls or he wanted, he wanted them to get, Jerry West back or whatever that was. And I said, well, what if they call your bluff? Like, what if, what if they don't trade you? What if they just make you sit? He goes, I'm not trading. I'm not playing for them again. So I wasn't going to report that because it was still just him. And I knew it was kind of an emotional situation and even as adamant as he was. But 
I, you know, I, I got, I got stuck uh, when I gave my report and then they asked Neil Everett, I'll never forget. Neil Everett said, so what do you think he's going to do? And I made the mistake of saying, I don't think he's going to play. I don't think he's going to play for the Lakers game. Now that was what I thought. It wasn't what I was reporting, but it came right on the heels of me reporting what I knew. But that's my point too. Is like, that's what I thought, especially for me. Right. 12 years of experience. Yes. I've seen a lot, of, yes. Look, a lot of stuff go down. And the reality is with some of the legal issues that are coming down, you you may not be that far off on 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 the whole picture. So, and again, I look this this I will say this, uh, and it's not to make light of any of the allegations, but the timing always makes me suspicious. It 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 just oh, yeah. it makes me Absolutely. super su- su- suspicious that that someone isn't trying to exploit the situation, and not to say that it didn't happen. But like, what, what's going on? It, the, I, I, I'm going to, I'm going to, I don't want to discuss that, that aspect of it anymore. I, here's the number one question that I have. And I don't know whether you guys in, in you're talking to people, you found this out. And I posed this in the last podcast, the question that nobody has answered. And the, the question that I think is most pertinent to this whole situation. And I don't even know that anybody's even chasing it is what made Antonio Brown decide that he didn't want to be a Laker anymore? Because... You mean Kobe? No. I mean, I mean, uh, no. What... <laughs> I, I screwed it all up. What made Antonio Brown decide he didn't want to be a Raider anymore? Because when he first got there, if he had any issues with the fact that the Raiders had traded for him, none of that was expressed at the jump. There was no indication that he was unhappy that he was there. At some point, something changed. And I don't know what it was. And and I want to know because if it was something legitimate, then I'm all with a player who has the a power and ability to get himself out of a certain situation and go on to the next one, I'm all for that. But I need to know that it wasn't just because he got upset that Mike Mike Mayock fined him because he because he broke a team rule and that that's that's what made him decide oh this isn't for me. That it's something a little deeper than that. Either the relationship with John Gruden wasn't what it was, or it was like oh Derek Carr's not as good as Big Ben, or whatever. This offense isn't. Like, this isn't what I thought it was going to be. And, and I'm not going to be well served playing here. If it's something like that, I have no problem with him saying, I know New England wants me. I know Tom Brady's a better quarterback. I know Bill Belichick's a better, a better head coach. Like, I, I, let me, if they're still willing to take me, let me find a way to get out of this situation. I'm, all, right. I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with the circus. But if it was just, like, it, it was just Antonio Brown being crazy, then I, or it's lack of maturity. That's, that's a whole different thing. And that's, that's why will I, I, that's, that's what I want to know. And I, I don't know if you've talked to anybody that's given you an inkling, but I haven't seen anything that I, I haven't seen anybody who's even said that that's like what happened. It's not even being discussed and something must've happened. 
Well, this it seems very suspicious. The the here's what made me suspicious is was AB's reaction when he got released. I mean, the guy jumped out of his chair, yeah, screaming, yelling, running around his backyard, and then he called his grandma. Now you know when you call grandma, yeah. you got some good news. Yeah. And he's yeah. like, Grandma, I'm free, I'm free. They freed me, grandma, I'm free, I'm free. It's like the only way you can be excited to be released from a team and turn down $31 million is because you already had something lined up. Right. And that's kind of what I feel. You know, I know Drew Rosehouse denies it a little a lot, oh, but it's it's, it's the truth. There's no there's no way that he worked his way out of that situation without knowing that he had a landing place. There's and Drew, has a good, Drew has a good relationship with the, with Kraft. And, yes. And, and, and yeah. Patriots no. I mean, he used to represent. He used to represent Gronk. Don't don't insult our intelligence. If, if anybody thinks that that wasn't premeditated or set up, New England had already expressed an interest. They had right, tra- they, tried they tried to trade, trade for him from the Steelers, for, according to reports. Yeah. No. This was a this was a plan. Yeah. No. But but I don't think it was the plan all along. Like I don't I don't I don't believe that. When he got there, and there's even people that like, so he burned, he did the cryotherapy, burned his feet. By the way, I got some intel on that. Like, he went into the cryotherapy with wet socks. That's done. You're not supposed to be wet, period. You can't, no, yeah. I mean, that's, you're asking for something. It's cry, that's cryo 101. That's cryo 101. We've, we've, <sighs> uh, we've discussed this at length, by the way, uh, with Ryan. Yeah, Hollins. that I'm not, I'm never doing cryo. So yeah, well, no, that you don't do cold therapy. No. He's he's actually not a cryo guy either. He's a he's a cold tub guy. He's just the guy. He's oh oh that I felt that 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 shot hit Ryan ricocheted to me and went back to Ryan again, and it was so <laughs> forceful that when it ricocheted from him to me, it was still lethal. That he's just a guy. He's oh just, my gosh! Ah. So extra. You're so extra. Easy. It's midnight over here. All right. Take it easy. <laughs> I'm just trying okay. to keep. I'm trying to keep you pumped and and and, and alive right now. That, well, that's tough. That is tough. <laughs> I can tell you. I'm really. alive and excited and ready to do this. It's been a while. I'm excited, but man. Okay. So, um, and I really, uh, and I know our listeners do too. Appreciate you going the extra mile to continue to do this once a week from over in London. Um, hopefully this isn't going to dissuade you for the way you're feeling right now to, to, to continue to continue on. But uh, I do want to get your feelings about the the Texans Saints game. Um, if you were still awake for that one, going through Monday, and well, let's say the Texans Saints, and I do want to get the other want to get the the, the Raiders Broncos because both of those are are chock full. And whatever other game on Sunday that really caught your attention or that you thought was meaningful, because I think it was we both know first month of the season, don't take make don't make too much of anything. Like let's see where everybody is going into October. Right. Let's not react. Exactly. Exactly. But but I, think I do two things. But but there yeah. there yeah. been there was a lot of interesting things that happened this weekend. Um, obviously the Browns, the Browns. Looking like no and one was ever going to stop them ever on the first drive. Like they didn't have a third down. Like they just, they mowed their way into the end zone. And, and then it turns out to be a route going the other way. I want to get to that, but I do want to get your, 
again, not overreacting to, to too much, but the, the Saints game and the way that it ended, first of all, how much do you put on the Texans defense and how much do you put on just the brilliance of Drew Brees and being in the dome for your kicker? Like if you gave out percentages on those three things and you can add whatever else you think is pertinent, but those th- those three things, your kicker in your own dome, in the dome, Drew Brees and the Texans defense of approach on that last 37 seconds, how do you how do you give what what do you give to each one of those for what ultimately transpired? Huh. Well, it's interesting. I'm gonna go to the Browns game, and <laughs> you're, just, you're just gonna skip the Saints Texans and go to the Browns game. Well, because okay, okay, after the Saints game, just answer the Texans Saints game, and then we can go to the Browns. Like you oh, answer well. this one question, and we'll go on to that. I think what transpired was I think Deshaun Watson put himself in the conversation where he is one of those elite quarterbacks that can carry his team and give his team a chance no matter what. I put a list out the other day on Twitter of like quarterbacks that I thought that like they separate themselves in that category where they can definitely take their team and bring them there. And Deshaun Watson is that guy. Um, Drew Brees, the hard thing about playing Drew Brees is like he he's so – Every year he's his, he finishes completion percentage about seventy percent, and I mean and that's and that's unbelievable, like unbelievably accurate, and it's it's just impressive to to watch that. That that's what makes it very very hard. I thought. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. The Texans could have done a better job in terms of pass rush, and obviously you saw the difference when they traded Clowney. J.J. Watt was nowhere to be found, really, yep. to get pressure on Drew Brees. Um, uh, overall, I think he just, you know, Ted Ginn had over 100. Uh, Michael Thomas had over 100. Kamara had over 100 from the line of from scrimmage yards, like 97 rushing, like 60 receiving. Yeah. Uh, Drew was got the ball around everybody, and, and, and just, it was just too much. And then what's interesting is like the last drive, the last play, I mean, oh, they, they, just, they just had to like – in terms of the Texans, they just had to like press them, play press man. And for some reason, the cornerback, the nickel, was playing off. Yeah. And that just allowed them to get a couple more yards. Yep. And all they had to do was kick the field goal. And I and unfortunately, the corner that caught that they caught the football on was Aaron Colvin, the guy they just signed, I think, last year or a year before. And they released him. They ended up releasing that cornerback. Right after um, the game? Right after the game. Yeah. That's tough. 
they paid him a bunch of money too. That's tough. He got like 18 guarantee and they own him 7.5 this year. No, he will see the 7.5. So that's a good thing, but it's tough, you know. How, how um, much How much is that a reaction to that one game? And how much is it there must be other stuff that they were unhappy with? How much of a reaction in general? Yeah. I mean, how, when when a guy when a guy gets released like that after a play or performance can they do they do they knee jerk react you that know, quickly in the NFL? You know what though? But you know what though? They don't have a GM, so we don't know what's going on over there. Well in Houston. Yeah. They don't they don't have a GM. They just they're just doing all kinds of crazy things right now. Before we go to the Browns, uh the the deals that Bill O'Brien made at the end where we stand right now, are they a better team than they were before he made those deals? Um, I I think they're a better team offensively. Okay, overall. Because we're overall, talking about talent across the board. Are they yeah, a defense, better? Obviously offensively, because Kenny Stills is, is a good receiver. And the, the fact they got Duke Johnson and Carlos Hyde, that's 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 yeah. really, really good. Yeah. Um, okay. But yeah, offensively, they are defensively. They made a lot of mistakes. You know, they definitely put themselves in position to win the game, but they made too many mistakes. All right. Cleveland game. I am off the Brown train. I jumped off. What what caused you, and what what is it that has you thinking? It has because you a non-believer? I jumped. I jumped off because I do not trust Freddie Kitchens. Bingo. I do Bingo. not trust him. I, there no. is nothing. I, I don't know anything about him in terms of him getting the head coaching job. I don't trust him. And the, the biggest thing is like the team discipline. They had so many penalties. Yep. In the game, it's like, yo, like, what is, I mean, the craziest things. And then they had, like, an ejection because the starting left tackle decided to kick somebody in the face. It's like, what is going on here? Like, it's, it's just, it was crazy. So, I, and that's funny because that's what we, that's what I talked about going into the season. It was like, what is the, they look phenomenal on paper. They look great versus, you know, whoever yeah. on paper. It's a whole other animal when you have to coach talent. Like, but it's, it takes, that's what I'm saying though. That's, that's it takes a different culture. kind of coach to coach but talent. It's the, right. It's like, what is the culture like? Yeah. Well, is, and, the culture, is the culture ran by the players or is the culture ran by the coach? Right. And do you have a big enough presence, resume, personality to be able to handle the big personalities and stars that you're going to have on your roster, which would no question they have. I mean, Baker Mayfield's not just a really good young quarterback. He's also a big personality. OBJ is a big right. personality. Like they've, right. And, and so they've added talent, but I'm, I, that was my whole thing. Is Freddie Kitchens seasoned enough? Overall, just good enough as a head coach to be right. able to make the most of that talent because now there's an expectation. It's totally different when you're like your last year's Browns. There's no expectation. You don't know what Baker Mayfield's going to be, and you know you still got holes. So there's like that's a different coaching challenge. This no, and, and no, that's that's tough. Yeah, no, it 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 is, and and ultimately, I I the GM has to get that right. You have to know that if I'm putting together this kind of roster, then I need this kind of guy to run it. Because, yeah, because I'm sure 
Freddie's cool. And is it is it different? I mean, you you can't you can get along with players, but you can't be like their homeboy. Right. I right. feel like he gets along with guys. He's a you know players coach, but you gotta also walk in that room and have some kind of respect. Yeah. And command it. Well, and, the, and yeah, you know what I'm saying. And, and I don't know. It, like I said, there was all kinds of things that were uncharacteristic of that team. You know, and and what, and also too, their their offensive line they got to sure that up. So that was that was tough to watch. But let's give credit though to the Titans. Um, they have a veteran defense, mm-hmm. and they're coached by a man, Mike Vabrell, who has seen what it looks like, and he is a guy who commands respect. Right. And they walked in there, and they weren't worried about a damn thing. They were like they knew they were gonna run through Cleveland. They just knew it. You know, I come, I um talked to a bunch of people and they just they just knew it. They knew that they were gonna go in Cleveland and Cleveland was like like basically overlooked him because even Baker was popping a little bit before the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, you I believe you were very high on the Jacksonville Jaguars, or you still are. Um obviously you know lo- what losing foals hurts. Losing Foles hurts. However, Gardner Minshew, yeah, this dude from Washington State, he's one. He's a character. Um, but he led the nation. He was no, he's second in passing in the nation last year behind Haskins, mm-hmm. um, in college. And he came from Mike uh, Mike Leach to Air Raid. Mm-hmm. And at one point, he at one point in the game when he came in, he was twenty two for twenty two. Mm-hmm. So with that in mind. And this is going to sound a little crazy considering who won. Who impressed you more, Lamar Jackson with the Ravens or Minshew with the Jags? Oh, Lamar. Yeah. I mean. Did he surprise He Lamar, impressed you? Did he I, surprise I, you? He imp- no, he impressed me. He impressed me. Minshew, Minshew he, he didn't. They both impressed me. I knew what Minshew could do, but it was actually it was surprising the fact that he came in. He was just so comfortable. Especially nowadays, man. I feel like quarterback, that position has become easier. Because defenses aren't are smart anymore, it's getting easier and easier for these quarterbacks. He's got you know these quarterbacks will turn around just playing catch. They just turn around, throw it three yards, throw it five yards. They're just playing catch. Yeah, and these defenders are just not there. They're they're they, these defenders are athletic. They're fast, but I just don't feel like guys are investing the time mentally to understand a game. And that's why I go back to the the Titans. When you look at their secondary, you know, you got Kevin Byard who got played, paid. He's a veteran all-pro, first team. You got Kenny Vaccaro, who's a veteran. You got uh, Logan Ryan, who's a veteran. You got Malcolm Butler, who's a veteran. You got Dory Jackson, who, you know, he's becoming, he's getting older. Um, he's still young, but he's, I guess you can call him a veteran. And all these guys studied, and they just, they weren't worried about Jarvis or, OB, or OBJ or Baker. They weren't worried about that stuff. Yeah. It, so, how, how much do you? What What do you take? Is there are there any negatives that you take away from the Jags? The only negative is, I still feel like they keep underachieving because they're not disciplined on defense. Yeah. Like they're miles. They're they're starting a linebacker got thrown out the game. Mm-hmm. Like well, like what, what are you punch doing? Right in front of the throwing throwing a punch. Like what are you doing? Yeah. Because yeah. you got body slams, so you get up and you want to get on mad and get in people's faces and catch an attitude. Like, that's crazy to me. I I agree. I agree. Uh, the um, Miami Dolphins, 
basically look like they're tanking. By all indications, they're tanking. And all of the, here's the thing with that. So I, I, I always want to know, like, what's the difference between tanking and rebuilding? You know, from my experience, when you get a, a new head coach, yeah. you get a whole new regime, you, you basically inherit a team. Yeah. You did not you did not handpick one single person on this team. So therefore everybody's under evaluation. Right. You know? So if if this is not what you look like, then you gotta go you gotta go through a process. Make trades, make releases. These, these aren't the guys that you truly, truly want. So you can see no matter how talented they are, that's not who you want. So I feel like that's they're going through that whole process. Keep in mind, Coach Brian Flores has been given a five year deal. Five right. Five-year deal to to make this thing right, you know. And I just feel like that's that's what's going on. They're like, okay, you, you know, you can go ahead and do whatever you got to do. We're gonna make moves, and if you're gonna be an issue, if you don't buy in, if you're not part of our plan, if we don't see you there, then we're gonna move on. Right. I, I what's funny to me is that they're, they're that they're so resolute in denying what they're doing, and whether it's rebuilding or tanking or however you like whatever word you want to use, I feel like. Tanking used to be a taboo word, but the, it the, is though. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. What I don't understand the whole tanking part, especially too that report came out. They, these players were so upset that they wanted they twenty players requested a trade. I saw that. Yeah. Do you buy? First of all, yeah, do you buy? Do you really believe that? You believe twenty believe, twenty guys marched I in? It. I believe it because nowadays when <laughs> it gets difficult, people want to run. When it gets difficult, people want to get trades. They want to go to different teams. They want to see that the grass is green on the other side instead of like sticking it through and trying to make it better. Like just for, just the fact that these guys got their, their asses whooped and now they want to go and trade some rust because they think the culture is bad. Well, guess who's the culture? The culture are the players. Right. It's like I watched the film. They're tackling like crap. These guys are getting bad reads. Safety's jumping in the box, leaving guys wide open. Guys are playing bad technique. No one's helping each other. No one's communicating. Like it's it's crazy when it's like, oh, we'll lose so much. I was in Jacksonville in 2013, and right out the gate, we lost eight straight games. Eight straight. And but we just kept going to work, kept fighting, kept fighting and fighting. And eventually we got that win. We won like I think we won like a three-game winning streak or something like that. Um we kept going and it's and but you just had to stick with it. And plus, this is your resume. What if you do get released? Yeah. But in the and they see on film that you're out there loafing and playing like crap and not doing anything. Well, they're not going to want to pick you up again unless you know. Only person I can see is that like Rashad Jones because he was a Pro Bowler. You know, for him to go ahead and get picked up by somebody. But you just got to step up and be be part of the solution. You just, you never know. Just. This is your chance. Don't sit there and come like, oh, we're just tanking. We don't want to do this. Or they're changing the culture. Be part of it. Agreed. You know? Agreed. No, it's it, the idea that 20 guys walked in after they lost. And that's when they asked for a trade. If you're in training camp and you see that, hey, this is going to be a rebuilding situation. And you're thinking, I only got so much time. And I and, and like an Antonio Brown, you think you have another landing spot. I'm all for you saying, there's a better situation out for me, out there for me. I'm sure you went through kind of similar with, hey, where where do I stand with this team? And if you had interest from someplace else, and that's just that's part of the business. But this is is not that. And I would think that those 20 guys, I don't know that I want them. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to try to trade you because 
Because I'm that's what I'm saying. You made it. You made it easier. You made yes. it easier for yeah. the team to trade you. Yeah. If I had and any doubts. Slap in the face. It's such yeah. a slap in the face, man. There are guys some there bust their ass to get in that league, and then you you have an opportunity, and because you play like crap in the game, that you want to leave. You can say what you can say whatever you want. A coach can make any single call on the field. You still gotta make it work. It doesn't matter. Like the best, they would say the best play is the play we're running right now. If it's third and like 15 and you want to run cover zero, then, you know, it's, it's the wrong call, but you got to play cover zero. You got to make it work because you still got to play your technique. You still got to get off. You still got to beat a block. You still got to be in position. You still got to break at the right angle. That's football across the board. Well, and you guys, still can and you still can make it work, even if you don't think it's the, 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 the ideal in that situation. There's a way you to can, make it work. I, yeah, you can try to make it work. All right. One last thing before I let you go and you can get some rest and rest up for your next run with Sky Sports and then here on the podcast. Uh, Team USA in the World Cup basketball lost to France. Uh, knocked out. They're not going to medal now. Is there, is, you being over in Europe, I'm just, I'm just curious. Any sort of, did you get any feel, any reaction, any indication that anybody over there cares? Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Same with me here they in the watch, U.S. They watch, they watch rugby, cricket, and soccer. They don't give a damn yeah. about no basketball here. Same, same here in the U.S. It was still, I bet. Yeah. I bet no one does because people, people on me on Twitter are talking trash about that team right now. Yeah, which 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 also is stupid. Somebody, yeah. Because you're going to talk trash about the guys that were willing to take on this challenge. They were willing to spend their they summer were, trying to get it done. Yeah, they were willing. They were willing to go on a free trip to Europe. Oh come on, dude! They can take. They can go on. They can go on trips to Europe. They don't have to go through this together. Everything taken care of together. They like being pampered and spoiled. That's all, right. That's all this was. This was a Euro trip. All right. Well, right speaking of Euro trips, it doesn't look like, based on what I'm seeing in the background, that you're slumming it exactly. So uh, I, I get the sense that they're taking care of you in London. They're paying for my place. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Free trip. Another, not beyond free trip. Everything taken care of, and he's getting this paid. This is a job. Time. This is my job. This is a job right that's, now. Well, and this the, was not a volunteer. All right. I'm going to leave it. I'm going to leave it there. Because because uh, you're obviously fatigued. I'm going to take this up with Ryan Hollins, the guy who's just a guy. Uh, that does it for this episode of Buker and Blackman. Coming to you live from well, not just bi coastal. We are we are transcontinental. We are global. We are, global. Yeah, we are transcontinental. That's exactly right. Uh, don't forget, we love it when you give us a review and let us know how we're doing. Uh, please do that at iTunes wherever you get your podcasts. And then if you want us to do something for you, screenshot that review and send it to at Buker Friends, and you will be eligible for some prizes. In the next podcast, Ryan Hollins will be joining me, and we will get into the Team USA loss to France and what that means for Greg Popovich, for the players on that team, uh, the performances. I can tell you one thing. It was not a surprise to me. Was it a surprise to Ryan? We'll find out. In the meantime, as always, thanks for listening.
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.